Blog Talk Radio. This is the Art of Living Well Radio Network. Radio to inspire enlightened living. You're listening now to the Honest to God series with Anne Gail Rose and Ahanu. Well, good morning again, everybody. And we are broadcasting to you from beautiful San Diego, California. And the sun is blazing uh, early in the morning. And I have brought this beautiful, huge prism and coming through there, making rainbows all over the room. <clears throat> can never say enough about those prisms. They're just so pretty. And Ahano and I um, had a wonderful night last night. We went and saw The Hobbit. We had to go see The Hobbit. You know, it's just a necessity when anything comes out like that. And we really enjoyed it. Um, and, of course, it left it. We're open for another movie. Just cut off the end suddenly, Okay. But anyway, happy, happy solstice, happy, special, special blessed time here that we're in. And um, we had an interesting little discussion show today where we will be talking about the shift and what is what people have been experiencing during the shift and what we have been experiencing. Because it certainly has been a mixed bag, I must say, in terms of different feelings at different times. So anyway, we hope that your solstice day was great and that you had a great time. If you felt anything, we do invite you to call in and talk to us about what you might have felt or are feeling during the shift. And I, what is the number, Ahano? Well, let me give out those details in a few moments. Just to say it's great to be here. We are still here, heading into 2013. And... As Angel Rose was speaking there, it reminded me about all those people who have worked so diligently in terms of raising their awareness and their consciousness so as to be ready for this great time. And that's absolutely wonderful, wonderful thing because really that, that has caused the shift in human perception in my mind. That has caused a wonderful growth of awareness. And that is what really, really matters at the end of the day in terms of how we interpret these changes. Now, there are, is another school of thought, of course, and we see a thought in the movies last night, for example, where you have this continuing violence going on and this training of people to accept violence and death as being just normal and run-of-the-mill and you submit and do our bidding and there are greater f- powers and forces out there that you have no control over. And that's the message that seems to be continued to be pervas- pervasive out there. But the fact is that there is this core group of light workers, let's call them, that is shining their light and is bringing forth this wonderful shift, albeit small, but nonetheless this little little twinkling of of a of a joy, this little core feeling of happiness that seemed to emerge from deep down in the gut and just kind of came bubbled its way up like a little bubble from the bottom of a deep pond and caused this sensation of of joy and happiness. It is a wonderful, wonderful feeling. So, yes, anybody would like to contact us, 805-292-0349. Well, I certainly know that um, 
the shift has affected me, Hano, because you've become even more handsome than I remember. I look at you and I'm like, gosh, he's just so handsome. He's just more beautiful than ever. I'm more in love with him than ever. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in for a rocketing 2013. There's no doubt about it. What a great time to be alive. What a great time for children, too, on one level. Anybody who dares venture onto this planet is really courageous indeed, and we have to give them all the support that we possibly can. we got a great show for you today. You're with Angel Rose and Ahanu on the Honest to God series. Today is the 22nd of December, and we're coming live to you 8 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Mountain Time, 10 Central and 11 Eastern. And, of course, for our friends in Greenwich Mean Time, I think it's something like 4 in the afternoon. We're going to be talking about the splitting of the worlds today, the splitting of the worlds that supposedly happened yesterday, December 21st. And we will be playing a nice little recording from a very good friend of ours called Yurok of the Fifth World. And he did a little recording yesterday on what did we expect to happen on December the 21st. Was it the end of time? Was it a new world? So Yurok of the Fifth World surveyed the best opinions and found common ground. And we're all in this together in oneness. It's great news. It seemingly we have passed the test. A new world is forming, and it will be much better. Well, we certainly did feel a shift, Ahano, not so much yesterday, but the day before and the day before that. We both were in bathed in this beautiful, loving, joyful energy. It was, it was very, very obvious. And I find that interesting because prior to that, we had gone through a few weeks of feeling really anxious and a bit depressed. In fact, we heard this from a number of people that we talked to. This global sadness is what they would feel. My son had commented. I certainly had uh, I'd done a class and other people had commented that they were anxious and uh, feeling very sad. And uh, all of a sudden, it just lifted one day, didn't it, Hannah? We woke up the next day, and it was gone. Now, I don't know if that was <clears throat> a prelude to the situation in Connecticut or what, but uh, I think it was much bigger than that. I think it was collective sadness that was being released, uh, possibly because of the light that was coming in. So, But it, it shifted, <clears throat> and it still shifted. So... Um, you know, I am looking forward to a beautiful new world. And you were right when you said that we do have to keep our consciousness focused there because even though I know, because I've seen them through the Akashic Records, that there's this beautiful um, light rays, cosmic light rays um, from source that have come down through all the systems, through all the planets. Uh, I've seen it. I've seen a door open. I've seen uh, the light come in. So I know that that is there, but it does stir the pot, Ahano, because what it does is it's a purifying light, and that light uh, is asking for us to to cleanse anything within us that wouldn't be um, joyful or wouldn't be loving. And uh, so we're going to see people's reactions to this. Well, Angel Rose, aren't you becoming quite the famous little person now? You were invited to be one of the participant speakers on X-Zone Radio yesterday on that great day. And 
anybody who wants to listen in to the uh, archives of those radio shows because she was also on off-planet radio this week also. So she's getting very, very popular. Listen in to those archives on her website at angelrose.com. That's A-I-N-G-E-A-L-R-O-S-E.com. Always a promoter, my husband. Okay, well, let's get started here, Ahana. We don't have a lot of time today. Do you have announcements? I do, but let's leave the announcements to the end because we want to make sure that we have enough time for this. This is very, very important. And this is a recording that we... ...a.k.a. Dr. Brian Chrissy, and they celebrated themselves in a wonderful way in North Carolina, very, very close to that sacred And he says that in ancient times, seers foresaw the current global transition coming. And they wrote about it with respect and great anticipation. In every culture, the prophecies of the great change can be found, differing only in terminology. Some called it the end times. Others called, called it the apocalypse. Christians expect the second coming of Christ. The Jews, the coming of the Messiah. And others, the advent of the Buddhist Maitreya. To us, it's the transition to what the ancient Hopis called the fifth world, the beginning of a better way of life on earth in which people will live in harmony with nature, the cosmos, and with each other. The ancients say we will be ushered into the fifth world by the return of the star nations, our kinfolk and guardians from far places, who were here before we were and who will soon accompany us into this better way to live. In the ancient Native American cultures of the Maya, the Hopi and others, the wise ones spoke of seven worlds or ages that would succeed each other on this planet. Our current crumbling world they called the fourth world, a warlike, unsustainable and troubled place. They foresaw that this world would, around the year 2012, give way to a better configuration, one that they called the fifth world, a safe, loving place where humans would respect each other and work together to find lasting solutions to this planet's challenges. Come on in, seekers, says Yurok of the fifth world. Settle down, relax, and think deeply of what has a good chance of being near the truth. You are loved, without condition or hesitation. Here we will share with you our best estimate of the truth, and to the extent that we are correct, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. So to prepare for the fifth world, we must purify ourselves by rethinking our ways, committing to positive change, knowing and respecting the oneness that binds all living things together, sharing our abundance with others, living in truthfulness, and making decisions as if the future unborn could vote. There's no question that a significant change is underway on this planet. The only questions that remain are how, what, when, and where. And to those questions, we have no answers. Only clues found by clearly recording what's happening around us for others to see and to learn from. And Dr. Brian Chrissy is one of those that has been documenting the, the, the transition in his online journal for the last 20 years called Fifth World Journal. And you can get to read the archives from that at fifthworld.com. That's a five, T-H-W-O-R-L-D.com. You can also find him on YouTube at forward slash user forward slash Brian Chrissy. So he begins his journal to document the development into the sixth world, and he says, Welcome. 
to the future. Here is Dr. Brian Chrissy. Hi, I am Slippery Chris Swirlioni, and I am here to teach you how to win big at the track. Actually, you can't win big at the track, and I won't be talking about that at all. I'm going to be talking about something awfully different. Actually, I will be talking about the splitting of worlds, what to expect on December 21st, 2012. I'll be talking about duality, ascension, and oneness. And I'm really Dr. Brian Chrissy of granite-planet.net. So what is this about 12-21-2012? End of the world or something? Is this the moment that we cross the galactic plane? Perhaps. And what is this about 11-11 that you've seen on your digital clocks? That is the time, Greenwich Mean Time, of the winter solstice for December 21st, 2012, when everything lines up. There are some large periods of time and cycles involved in these questions. One is the 25,800-year precession cycle of the Earth, where the North Pole paints out a big circle in the sky, returning to the same point every 25,800 years. Divide that period into the 12 houses of the zodiac, and you get 2,150 years per great age. There are four great ages that have passed recently, Gemini, Taurus, Aries, and now Pisces. Pisces, lasting 2,150 years, lasted from about 138 BC to 2012. Today, we see the dawning of the age of Aquarius, the fifth age, which is now coming into power. This is the turning of the ages. So are we crossing the galactic plane? We circle the center of the Milky Way every quarter billion years or so. We pass through the galactic plane every 32 million years. Scientists say we may have passed through the plane three million years ago. So what do we have here? Perhaps it's a symbolic crossing from darkness into light, from the Pisces age of darkness into the Aquarian age of lightness. We will consider this a symbolic crossing, December 21st, 2012. Let's review some ancient prophecies, the Mayan calendar, and what it pretends, the Hopis with their fourth world and fifth world, the Lakotas and their rainbow warriors, and the condor and eagle from the Amazon. The Hopis have a prophecy stone that shows three preceding worlds. There is a two-hearted path where people thought only with their heads, and their path ends with a lightning stroke at the top. The fourth figure in this diagram at the bottom faces a choice point, where a decision must be made between what the Hopis call the fourth world and the fifth world. The fourth world of the Hopis is all too familiar to us, characterized by unsustainable greed, competition, inequitable distribution of wealth and comfort. The Hopis expected this world to fail and disintegrate about now. On the other hand, if the world took the decision point to go towards what they call the fifth world, they would find a new existence devoid of any of the perils and torments of the past, the world that's now possible for all souls dwelling on earth. This is the time Thopi's called the fifth world. But what about the Mayan calendar? We all know that most people think that it ends December 21st, 2012. Perhaps that's the end of the world. Is that the end of time? What is that? Gulda Wiyaka, whose new book is called So We're Still Here, Now What? explains the Mayan calendar and the prediction of the end of the world a little differently. 
Here is her diagram of the Mayan pyramid where each of the nine tiers has 13 alternating blocks of day and night. At the bottom tier, each of the days, each of the nights, takes about 1.26 billion years. The next tier up, each block takes 63 million years, and so on, up until the top. At the very top, the end of days, where we've just gone past the ninth tier, where the blocks are taking 20 days each, it now comes to the end of days, where time is passing so fast that no one can keep up. Quilda sees the current transition as going from the long dark into the long light. This is just another transition, one of many that we have gone through in our history. Looking at her pyramid structure in a different way, she stacks an inverted pyramid on top of the other one and sees that we go through a moment of unity and then we begin anew. It's not the end of time, it's just a change. The Lakotas Plains Indians have a prophecy of the Rainbow Warriors. They say that at one point the earth will sicken and the animals and plants will begin to die. Then the Indians will regain their spirit and join with people of all nations, colors, and beliefs to be Rainbow Warriors to fight and save the earth. Many of us have experienced past lives as Indians. Are we some of the Rainbow Warriors? Lynn Twist spent many years with the Achuar people of the Amazon, who have a prophecy that says that in the beginning all people were one, but then they split into the eagles who became scientific and intellectual, and the condors who became natural and intuitive, but both would one day find their existence threatened. The eagles would be tremendously wealthy but spiritually impoverished, while the condors would be highly intuitive and spiritual, but materially impoverished. Both would be threatened. Now is the time that the eagles and condors will reunite, remembering that they are one people. Now they fly together in partnership and collaboration. Neither can survive without this collaboration. From this partnership comes a new consciousness that will create a sustainable future for all. Angel Rose O'Grady has a special gift of being able to read the Akashic Records, where records of all things past and present are recorded. She's been asked about the indigo children and other special children who are coming in at this time, and this is what she has found out about the indigo children. They're very pure and innocent. They have much knowledge and wisdom. They're very sweet and pure in spirit, and they giggle and laugh. They show pure love, joy, playfulness, and creativity. They have boundless self-expression, and they've been coming to Earth for the last 50 to 100 years to help accelerate our evolution. Another group of children that are coming in at this time are called the Crystal Children, such as Jessica Schaub, shown here. They have completely different harmonic frequencies than the indigos, and each soul carries a unique sound tone. They have more harmonics turned in. They have greater gifts of creativity, especially in music, sports, and invention in a physical biology. But the indigos had to come first to set the foundation for them and do the hard work to prepare the way for the Crystal Children to come. Angel Rose O'Grady also talks about the Rainbow Children. These are holy children from far outside our galaxy. They are like little avatars. Not many are here yet, because our consciousness must rise to receive them. They are very advanced in personal mastery. They anchor peace into the planet, and they help us ascend into the collection of planets that function under the Christ principle. Do we remember one thing that 
Jesus said, No greater love hath a person than to lay down his life for another. Can you imagine that some of these special children could be so personally advanced as to volunteer to incarnate here on this violent planet, perhaps for only a short period of time, five or six years, just to play an important role in some tragic event? A tragic event that in time would cause people of this nation to rise up and say enough and thus lead us towards a violence-free world? Is that possible? The section of A Time of Change that surprised me was the autistics. Angel Rose O'Grady says that the Akashic Records say that the autistics are from beyond the Pleiades, but still in our galaxy. They're telepathic, here to teach us how to communicate more intimately with all life. They're beings of light, but their souls are still learning. Many have lived many lives in other dimensional spaces, and most have spent time on Sirius, the Pleiades, in our tourists. Can you imagine that one of these special children could be so personally advanced as to volunteer to incarnate here on this violent planet, perhaps for only a short span of 20 years, just to play a difficult role in some tragic event? A tragic event that in time would cause people of this planet to rise up and say, enough, and thus lead us towards a violence-free world. Is that possible? There are also the golden children, according to the Akashic Records. They are not here yet. They are made of golden light. They are direct aspects of source. They look like they have halos, but they're not here for another 10 or 20 years. They are very masterful souls. 12-21-12 cannot be the end of the world. Why would these special children be coming here if there were no future here? December 21st may not be the end of the world, but change is coming. We see it in three phases. Transition out of the fourth world, transformation of the world here at 1221, and transmutation of the energies and vibrations of the world. Drunvalo Melchizedek has worked with these concepts for a long time. This diagram is a Merkaba, a double interpenetrating tetrahedron, which is a soul ascension vehicle. We'll see more of that later. In Drunvalo's view of 2012, everything breaks down at this point. The magnetic field collapses, consciousness shifts, and the Earth's axis shifts. He expects 3D objects to disappear and fourth dimensional objects to show up in three dimensions. He suggests we get outside in a natural place. And he expects a split. Folks who are not resonant with the new energies will be gone, and the resonant ones remain. Greg Braden says that humanity must change at this point, but not panic. He says 2012 is a decision point between ages in a long line of world ages, which our ancestors experienced and recorded. He says the climate change that we are experiencing is not due to humans abusing the planet, but is a normal Earth cycle. But... We cannot keep abusing Mother Earth and wasting our resources. He says we are currently at a tipping point where if we can get maybe a square root of 1% of the world's population or 144,000 people together raising their energies and thinking in a better way, we will tip over into a better world, the world that the ancients called the fifth world. Craig Braden says we're living in the last years of a cycle that began in 3114 B.C., 
People who are not aware of our natural cyclic nature see the earth as broken, but it's not. Our systems are stressed, and those that are not sustainable will collapse, namely the ones where someone benefits at others' expense. He says we're facing two possible outcomes, one life-affirming, one dark. We can prop up the old or embrace the new. It's a choice point. Barbara Marciniak, in her book, Bringers of the Dawn, Teachings from the Pleiadians, says that now is a most fortunate time to be alive. The future will tell great tales about what it was like to be alive on Earth during this time of unfolding multidimensional mysteries. She sees 2012 as a kernel wherein we can create a new world. Irvin Laszlo, one of the greatest thinkers of our age, says that we are the first generation that can decide whether we will be the last and the first generation to decide whether we will begin a new phase in history. He sees what he calls a global bifurcation between two paths coming. The first path, need we say anything about it? Business as usual, no real change in how we do things, drought, refugees, war, fragmentation, terror, famine, and eventually global collapse and the end of the human race. The second path, he calls timely transition. A nucleus of concerned people rapidly grows. New leaders confront the dangers. There's a shift to renewable energy and away from war. A voluntarily self-regulating social market economy is put in place. Ashiana Dean, in her 2002 book, Voyagers, The Secrets of the Menti, see three tracks for us to choose from at this point. The Voyager's Ascension of 2012, Bridge Zone 2017, and the Phantom Earth Descending. On the right there, you see the pictures of the faces of the Guardian Alliance. These are our friends that she is working with. If their appearance disturbs you, I suggest you try to get over it, for that is a form of cosmic racism. Inside each one of them is a spark of God, just like the spark of God inside of you and inside of me. We are one. These are our friends. The phantom earth descending. Need we say anything more? Major earth changes, disruptions, interference by intruders, genetic mutations, decline in fertility, a dead end earth, and time, the human line dies out. In the second path that Ashiana Dean sees in the Voyager's book is the Voyager's ascension at 2012. Here, the Guardian Alliance has raised the earth vibrations to a new height unseen in 26,556 years. Tara is a higher vibrational version of Earth, some 5,500 years forward from us. Tara lives by the law of one. Those who are ready go to Tara right now. They are the voyagers. The third path that Ashana Dane sees is the bridge zone jump 2017. Those who are prepared by that time jump to Tara at that point. Populations group by vibrational level. Groups fall out of perceptual range of each other, and we choose our path now. John Hornecker's new book, Quantum Transformation, sees a splitting of New Earth and Old Earth on December 21st, 2012. He sees an ascension plan of seven waves that take us from our three-dimensional form into the fifth dimension. He says we take our bodies with us, specifying the age and quality of the bodies at the time that we want to get into them. And he works with a group called the Intergalactic Federation, somewhat like the Guardian Alliance. Hornecker sees converging timelines 
Timeline one being the ascension of new consciousness that we are very aware of now. Timeline two being one where the power elite remains in control. He sees these timelines coming together until December 21st, 2012, when they converge, and only one emerges from the other side. So December 21st, 2012 becomes a choice point. Hornecker sees seven waves of ascension taking us from third to fifth dimension. The first wave, including about 1,400 folks, is going on right now, and those folks are going to fifth dimension. There's a second wave he sees, even bigger, that occurs over the last two weeks of December of 2012. And the other waves are spread out till 2017. There's that date again. Michael Quincy, going by the name Salusa of Sirius, runs the Tree of Golden Light site and gives out much interesting information from an off-planet Syrian point of view. Salusa says that 1221 will be the first time mass ascension has been attempted, and it will succeed, as it is in the hands of powerful beings that do the will of God. He suggests that you follow your intuition, maintain peace and calm, stay balanced. You may have feelings of unease, let them pass. Barbara Marks Hubbard, one of the great minds of the age, is trying to assemble 100 million people to celebrate the birth of a new world on December 22nd. Here are some of those that she has assembled. Patricia Cota Robles is one of the leading spiritual masters on the planet at this time. She says the only reason potential negative outcomes are shown through prophecy is to show us what will occur if we continue our current behavior. Prophecies inspire us to change our behavior to avert potential negative outcomes. If those potentially negative outcomes occur, the prophecy is a failed prophecy because it failed to help us avert the disaster. We are all familiar with the Armageddon prophecy in Revelation, that people should kill one another and that a fourth of the population of the earth should be killed with the sword and hunger and death by the beasts and so on, awful things. But in context of what Patricia Cotarobles has said, if these prophecies do come true, they will be failed prophecies, for they did not succeed in altering our behavior to avoid the prophesied outcome. Patricia Cotarobles talks about laggards. She says the soul of every recalcitrant earthling who was in danger of not making the shift of new earth has made the subconscious decision to do what is necessary to clear their karmic liabilities to move forward in the life whether or not their fear-based, fragmented human ego is consciously aware of that fact or not. This is good news. She goes on to talk about grace. She says, Recalcitrant souls who do not clear their karmic liabilities before they leave the physical plane will be taken to the inner schools of learning in the new earth to complete their transmutation. Then they will join the rest of us in the new earth. The company of heaven said, this is the greatest act of divine grace ever rendered to the fallen sons and daughters of God by the cosmic I am, all that is, our Father and Mother God. So, it's about oneness. As a result of this miracle of grace, the two earths have become one. This means that every man, woman and child is moving forward with the new earth. No one is going to be left behind. 
we are all one earth, all one people, oneness. The Native Americans use the phrase the star nations to refer to all those off-planet beings with whom they have had relationships for many thousands of years. The star nations have put out a message to humanity at this point, saying that we're beginning a new great age, a new race of beings is being created, our junk DNA will be switched on and off and changed, we're being upgraded, and we, being the star nations, will come in such numbers that no nation will be able to deny us. If the star nations are coming here in great numbers to help us in this transition, where is the evidence that they are here, that they are observing us, that they are talking to us? Where is that evidence? If the star nations have been here for a long time, perhaps they have left some messages for us. Here are Pleiadian crop circles from 2002 to 2012. Beautiful graceful patterns, especially the one in the middle right there, the global healing mandala. The Arcturians have been here too. Here are nine from the same period of time. All of these have been decoded by Angel Rose O'Grady, so we know who made them, what they're for, and why they put them here. If you survey the formations from 2002 to 2011, according to who made them, you see that most of them are Pleiadian and Arcturian. Some are Mayan, some are Andromedan, some Syrian, but the predominance is Pleiadian and Arcturian. Now look at what has happened in the summer of 2012. These are crop circle formations from this past summer. Look at the one in the middle. That's a little different. Looks like spaceships or something. And the one in the bottom left, what is that? Done by the sun people. And the bottom right one, that's looking down on Drunglo Melchizedek's Merkaba. The top one spinning one way, the bottom one spinning the other way. This is about a personal ascension model of some kind. This is a tool. Who's doing these? Are they different? Look at the analysis. Most of them are being done by new people who have not been doing these before. Star Collective, Bird Races, Octurian, Star Nebula, Sun People, Ursa Major. This is evidence that they are here. Not only did they say they are coming, but they are here, and we have evidence to show that. Perhaps there is further evidence of the shift. If it was really happening, we would see some evidence. Of course we would. The Fifth World Journal for 20 years has been recording this planet's progress from the fourth into the fifth world in its final issue before it becomes the Sixth World Journal, documenting our next change. It published two articles that shows such evidence. The first article in the Fifth World Journal about this issue is titled How to Rig an Election, published just before the 2012 presidential elections. It pointed out to those that are interested that in key battleground states like Ohio, the 2012 voting machines were manufactured by corporations that were heavily donating to the Romney campaign. So the door was open for abuse, perhaps back doors that could be accessed by people with passwords to change the reported vote. So what happened? The election came and went. The votes were apparently recorded accurately and Obama was re-elected. The second article is titled Rove. I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. What happened? When the moment came to push the button and steal Ohio, passwords had been changed by anonymous hackers. Nothing worked. The election was not stolen and Rove melted down on Fox News. 
the world has changed. More evidence is that money no longer buys elections. Linda McMahon lost the Connecticut senatorial race despite spending $97 million of her own money. Carl Rose spent $400 million and lost most of the races he tried to buy. And they're off. The big race is on to 12-21-2012, post-time 11-11. Who's going to win? End of time, end of the world, new world, fifth world, fourth world? What are the odds? Nobody knows, but this man is selling tickets, end of the world, odds 2 to 1, global warming 4 to 1, ascension 1,000 to 1. What are you going to do? So what can we conclude? We can conclude that we are the change. We follow our hearts. We use our brains. We made the grade. We passed the test. We made our choice as a planet. We are all one. We are one, we manifest our reality, we choose our future. We choose to ascend with planet Earth and all its life in unity with all it is. And so it is. Thank you for listening. And that was our wonderful friend, Dr. Brian Christie, in uh, Mill Springs, North Carolina. And we wish we were there celebrating. They're doing this wonderful three-day event celebrating uh, this change, this shift, this sign going from the fourth world into the fifth world, and certainly going from competition and greed into cooperation and harmony. Now, we spoke a bit earlier about the purification necessary, and uh, what I want to say is that I have seen the Akashic Records, these beautiful rays of light, uh, coming from source that actually felt so sacred and so loving and so holy. And uh, so we are being asked to clear out anything in our lives that um, has been cluttering it for a long time, whether that's physically, emotionally, mentally, physically. Uh, on every level, we're being asked to let go of the old. And some people are being forced to let go of the old because we've also seen uh, people leaving this planet. Um, certainly my my daughter herself just experienced the loss of a good friend from school. She's now in Chicago uh, today at the memorial service. And um, so people have to say goodbye to old people, to old things also that are going on in their lives. Could be relationships or whatever, or the way that you've been living. And, you know, what what is happening here is we have this wonderful help from source. We have wonderful beings that are available to aid us now. And we have grace. Grace has been bestowed, bestowed upon us. And grace is something really, really wonderful. It's almost like a freebie from the universe. So this is the time, too, to set your sights to manifesting with your thoughts, with your heart, uh, the kind of world you'd like to live or even the kind of experiences you would like to have. The energies are extremely powerful right now for that, for blessings, for gratitude, for extension of love, for miracles to be happening. This is the time and um, so we hope that you will take advantage of that as Brian is speaking about 
this event taking place through all sorts of civilizations that have prophesied it for many, many, many years. And this is it. We're alive during this time. And a lot of us know that we've come here precisely to usher in this time. Except that there's another part. And that other part is vigilance. And now that we've made it through the 21st and we didn't have any three days of darkness, we didn't have any huge major catastrophe happen on our planet, there could be a tendency to sit back and say, well, nothing happened, so all of that was a hoax. And go back to living your life in the normal way and um, not changing anything. So we want to really send a message not to get complacent right now, that this is actually the time to really be waking up. This is a process that we're going through. It's not an event. It's a process. And therefore, we need to continue. We need to continue uh, rejoicing and celebrating life and everything about life. You know, many times I've been in the records and I've seen that Source's will for us is joy and happiness. It, you know, gave us life so that we were able to be creative beings. And its desire is that we use that creativity to be able to express the many facets of life and do it joyously. So this is not a time to sit back and say, well, nothing happened, so same old, same old, that all of this preparation and all of these prophecies uh, were a bunch of nonsense. So let's not do that because the difference in the feeling is obvious. At least it was obvious here in California, and it was obvious on both levels, negative as well as positive, sorrow and sadness, grief compared with extreme joy and being immersed and bathed in this wonderful loving energy. So both are happening as long as the purification will continue, which it will continue because we've all been living a good part of our lives in shadow and suffering, in lack. All right, and all that has to shift into joyous celebration and renewal for life. And we still have to watch ourselves as we play this part in bringing this to a concrete expression in this this world, this 3D world really does need to shift from the old paradigm where people are competitive and greedy. I think we just saw something on the news here that the police had to be called in um, to some store where they were selling Michael Jordan shoes and people were waiting in line to buy these shoes and it got violent. The people got violent trying to, you know, be the first in line to get these shoes or to make sure that there was enough for themselves. And the police had to be called in uh, to control the crowd. But this is a really good example of what I'm talking about, this insanity over material things. Imagine, you know, this kind of stuff where brother against brother and sister against sister over a pair of sneakers. I mean, this is a really good example of what we're speaking about where this 
shadow self, this artificial self, uh, is trying to make us believe, you know, that if you have this pair of sneakers, that somehow now you're cool or you have an identity that's really positive. This is the kind of insanity that we're talking about that needs to stop. Uh, with materialism, you know, can you imagine paying $150 for a pair of sneakers? Beautifully spoken. You're listening to Angel Rose and Ahanu on the Honest to God series. Our call in number is 805-292-0349. If anybody wants to contact us by email, it's angelrose at angelrose.com. That's A-I-N-G-E-A-L-R-O-S-E dot com. Now, it's a good time for us to thank our sponsor, who is Diamond Sun Hosting, who have been consciously hosting spiritual websites since 1993. You can contact Diamond Sun Hosting at diamondsunhosting.com. And if you want to sponsor an episode, or indeed the full Honest to God series, contact us at angelrose at angelrose.com. Now, I'd like to comment on that point that Angel Rose just made about focusing on the evil or the madness, the insanity that's out there. And I have to tell you a little exercise that I did just in the last few days because I was I was curious. And what I did was I set up what's called an RSS feed. I'm not sure if any of our listeners would be familiar with it, but basically it's a it's like a news feed that you might see at the bottom of any of the television screens on the news channels, you know, where you have a kind of a ticker ticker tape feed coming across of the latest events around the world. But I choose to just see what what um, earthquakes were happening. I was interested to see would there be some kind of a build-up or a climax around about this time. And I have to say that I was stunned to find that every 10 or 15 minutes there was an earthquake happening somewhere around the world. Now, here's the interesting thing, though. These have always been going on. It's just that I focused my attention on them and was shocked at the amount of them and, and the frequency of them. And even though a lot of them were small, they may have been less than uh, one on the Richter scale, but many of them were in the fours and fives and so on in various locations around the world, several of them indeed in California, right where we are. But because you don't feel them, you don't place your attention on them. But I was witnessing this coming up on my computer screen and saying, oh my God, can you believe how many of these are going on at this point in time? Now, another thing that I did also is I actually installed a little piece of software that monitors our websites for hackers. And I did this simply, again, with the same idea in mind, just to see what's going on and how pervasive this is, because we had an incident of, of hacking on one of our websites recently. Well, the, the website, uh, the piece of software monitors how many times somebody does a, what they call a brute force attack or various other techniques that they would use to try and get in to your website. And the reports, I tell you, the log files were full of hundreds and hundreds of brute force attacks on our websites. Now, this is happening all over the world on every website. It's a shocking statistic. But I was all the more shocked to find that there was so much of it going on so consistently. Now, my point in raising this really is that I would not have known about that had I not focused my attention on it. So really what Dr. Brian Chrissy is saying and what Angel Rose has just said so eloquently is it's a choice time now. Is that what you want to focus on? Do you want to focus on the continuous attacks, the continuous and, and, and 
unstoppable or non-stop um, brute force attacks on our lifestyle, on our civil liberties, on everything. Is that what we want to focus on from now on? Or are we going to choose to turn off the TV and stop listening to the bad news all the time and choose to actually have something else in our lives. This is the time of that wonderful choice. This is what's been happening with the groups of, of consciously aware people around the world. They have made that choice to turn off the TV, to stop monitoring bad news and to actually focus on what is good and right and wholesome and beautiful in our lives. And this is what Dr. Brian Chrissy has so eloquently put together in his short little recording that we played for you there today. Basically, it's choice time. Ladies and gentlemen, let's make the choice for peace and love and joy. Well, that was very well said too, Ahano. And I always wonder with those hackers why they don't have something better to do with their lives than to try to interfere with people's computers. Um, that that's just amazing to me. And somebody asked me yesterday on the radio show on Exxon Radio, Rob McConnell was wanting to know uh, why why did I think uh, people want to listen to these negative prophecies, for example? What attracts people to believing in an Armageddon or even desiring an Armageddon? And, uh, you know, I answered him and told him that I think people are bored. And certainly it's evidenced with people who have to try to hack into computers. Uh, they must be just really bored or perhaps they're just testing their computer skills. Who knows? But um, the degree of people who sit and think about ways uh, that are destructive and horrible, and you see it in the movies too, you know, Hollywood is still making predominantly violent movies. We went to see The Hobbit last night. And, of course, you have 10 minutes full of um, advertisements for other shows. And they're mostly centered around 213, coming out in 213. And they're all about making a choice. I noticed the theme throughout them that, um, you know, the same thing were struggled between good and evil and having to choose and become victorious. I think one new movie was a new thing about witchcraft and uh, the dark witches versus the white witches. And, you know, all I'm seeing is uh, things getting more and more sophisticated. You know, another one was about uh, robots taking over the world and humans becoming cyborgs and you know, all sorts of stuff like this, implanting all of these ideas these into people's minds. So, you know, we need to be really, really careful what we allow into our consciousness because the fact that people are still attracted to this type of sophisticated uh, desensitizing of the human where violence and death uh, are getting even more uh, controlled and sinister is coming out in the movies in this way. You know, this is the kind of thing that we need to really take a look at ourselves and say, what's the attraction here? You know, what what is the part of us that is attracted to this stuff? Because certainly it's, it's an old way of doing things. And, um, you know, even to have children and teenagers uh, be playing video games that are just filled with 
uh, technology that is more violent and more bloody in their computer games. I mean, these are our future. These are the children that are being programmed really early on to be insensitive to death. And, you know, I just think that we really do need to wake up and pay attention about this stuff because, you know, I still feel for myself. You know, here I am sitting in a beautiful home in San Diego, California. I'm looking out the window at a tree that's got beautiful red blossoms on it. It's Christmas time. Um, you know, in what what is my desire? My desire is to be out in nature, to be smelling pine trees in my house, to be, uh, you know, close to the sky and see the sunshine and maybe go down to the beach today or something. But it, it's about organic things. It's about wanting to be out with nature. Um, you know, it's not about being on technology where you're killing things and you're being pulsed constantly. So, you know, parents really do need to be paying attention to this kind of stuff with their children because uh, it's a type of a frequency that alters brain chemistry and brain waves and can make you very irritable and, um, you know, violence gets programmed into you as a natural phenomena. And it's not a natural phenomenon. It's not the way of the creator. And it's certainly not the way of creation. We got a beautiful email from a colleague of ours that says, Throughout the planet, these sacred days are celebrated in many cultures and in many ways. And yet for some, yesterday passed by just like any other. For many, there was a feeling of passage, an initiation into a new consciousness. And with that, the knowingness that something profound and grand had shifted in a permanent way. As the sun set in the Northern Hemisphere yesterday evening, we entered into the dawn of a new era, a birth of humanity in its evolution of consciousness. And over the next couple of days, the solstice sun will continue to appear as though it simply hovers or hangs in the midday sky as it delivers new wisdom to the Earth via the galactic center and awakens our planetary grids. So we suggest that during the sacred time, create a moment to spend some time and be one with yourself and the planet and the sun. Let it illuminate the birth of your own inner sun, the star that you are, and recall all the thousands of footsteps that brought you to this point, not judging any one of them as good or bad or right or wrong, just a part of the journey back into balance. And in these next few days, be willing to identify and shed what no longer serves you in this next phase of evolution to make space for the new and next to enter and manifest into your life. Allow yourself to stand at the altar of your greatest potential and that of the planet. Well, those are wonderful words, Hano. In fact, you know, we also have this little deck of cards that we'd like. It's called uh, the Gateway oracle cards i bought them i don't know on our travels somewhere somewhere and uh you know we pulled one every day in fact ahana pulled one and i pulled one so we pulled one for today and the one that he pulled was called emerging into grace i open my soul to grace and the one i pulled was called receiving from angels 
shimmering wings of angels embrace us with love. And if you read further about it, it it was about love and gratitude, and it was about the fact that right now is the time where we have wonderful blessings being bestowed upon us. So let's focus on that and exchange that with one another. Okay, this is a good time for us to make our few little announcements in the last few minutes that we have with you today. Remember, the Eight Steps to Freedom is coming out and will be available for everybody to download on our new website, Eight Steps to Freedom. We'll give you more details about that as we complete the program. It's a wonderful development which has been growing and unfolding over the last few months. Remember to get Angel Rose's book, A Time of Change. You can get that at atimeofchange.info or on Amazon, and it's available on all the electronic formats and so on in Kindle. Uh, Our Mystical and Sacred Sites Tour of Ireland can be found at mysticalireland.holistic.ie. We have some work to do on that to pull that together, but if you're interested, do get in contact us through that website, mysticalireland.holistic.ie. Remember that we have our group Akashic Records every Wednesday evening in San Diego, and you can find out information about that on the meetup groups, meetup.com forward slash Akashic Records group. Now, what else have we got for you? Uh, Remember that if you're not on Angel Rose's list, you can opt in at angelrose.com, and you'll get free e-books and various uh, Akashic Records summaries over the week's You'll also get free pictures from myself, Ahanu, uh, by going to ahanu.com. So we just want to say that we're very, very grateful for having you as our listeners, having you in our community. We also want to say that we are very, very grateful and thank you for sharing this amazing journey with us over the last few years. We have been receiving new information about the changing grids on the planet and we can connect with them to infuse ourselves and our communities with new light and wisdom. So stay tuned for news on this as we venture into the new year of 2013. So it brings us to our program and we want to say we're very, very grateful. We thank you. We send you our love, blessings and thank you for listening to Ahanu and Angel Rose on the Honest to God series, and we'll see you next week. Yes, we have a really great guest next week named Penny Kelly, and she's going to be talking to us about her own mystical journey, which is absolutely awesome. So do stay tuned for that, and we look forward to it. Bye now. This is the Art of Living Well Radio Network. Radio to inspire enlightened living. The Honest to God series with Anne Gail Rose and Ahanu.